This morning, I'm talking on God's path. This morning's sermon, I want to talk about the paths we are currently on and God's path. It goes without saying, each one of us are at different stages in our walks with God. Up and downhill, they soon change in climate. Which is why it is so essential we keep close to God in our times of hardship and plain sailing, if there ever was such a word for this life. <laughs> so, I'm going to go take us back a bit now, if I can try and log into uh, the pro remote. So, I don't know if you can see that, you'll have to forgive my poor quality on my camera at the time. This is my old phone, I was using it at the time last year. So, I went on a walk, this was back in October, um, in Dimmingsdale, in Rambler's Retreat. So let's go through some of these images before I carry on. So yeah, those images. At the time, I thought I knew where I was going on this little, uh, little adventure I was having. In October, I'd just started a new job. And often, on a Friday, I would go to, whether it be a pub, cafe, I was trying to get some reading in. Just, I've never, never really liked reading growing up. And recently, over the years, I've started to find a love for that, and especially in God's Word as well, thankfully. Um, and after coming out of Ramblers, I thought, I'm going to go on a walk. And so I went on this walk, and I took a route, and I took the, the right-hand side somewhere. I didn't really go up, and I thought, oh, I'll go up there. So I chose a harder route I had not used before instead of going downhill. It quickly became a little adventure I found myself getting lost a bit now and near the end. It became come, come down heavily, sort of what you always want to when you're out on a walk and it absolutely chucks it down. And I found myself getting lost a bit. So I found myself many obstacles as I was getting lost. I went on these other paths and thinking, oh, well, I haven't been down here. And it's quite nice sometimes finding ourselves in a new location, a new area I haven't been in. That can be like in our, well, our walks with God as well. Thankfully, I was led back to a familiar site once I'd taken a neglected path. Just when I thought I'd got back to Ramblers, I had one last push, and it was this. By the end of this, I was drying my feet, proud of making it back without looking like a muddy mess. Listening to God as I wrote a draft for this personal message. So I've had this for a very long time. I've had this since October. You see, as Christians, we are presented with many paths, temptations, and easy routes, you might say, that might not always take us towards God. And the enemy whispers, go this way. That won't hurt you. You might as well give up and choose a different path. And many who have come and gone, for the better or worse, in their walks, to add some context, I was faced with these thoughts for a long time, well, a period of that time of the year. I could feel it coming, this conviction that soon turned sour as the enemy tried to use it to his advantage. I almost left my family, my home, but I chose to hang on and fight through what had been thrown at me in my battlefield, which is the mind, isn't it? I had to remember and return to the source of the spring to refill my dried up well. Trusting through the doubt, the pain, the sorrow, that God's path that I cannot always see and sometimes understand has a purpose. A way out of the storm I found myself in 
leaving me with a renewed faith. So we're going to have a look at some examples now who had gone through hardships and highs on God's path. Likes of Joseph. Now originally, when I was adding to this this week, I would have had Moses, David, maybe Jonah, but I think we would have been here till after one o'clock, so I've had to condense it. So today we're going to look at Joseph. So if we can all turn to Genesis 39. So just to set the picture for you all, Joseph has been sold by his brothers to the Ishmaelites into slavery and has now arrived in Egypt. Now, Joseph had been taken down to Egypt and Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, captain of the guard, an Egyptian, bought him from the Ishmaelites, who had taken him down there. The Lord was with Joseph, and he was a successful man, and he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. And his master saw that the Lord was with him, and the Lord made all he did prosper in his hand. So Joseph found favour in his sight and served him. Then he made him overseer of his house, and all that he had put under his authority. So it was from that time that he had made him overseer of his house and all that he had, that his Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake. And the blessing of the Lord was on all that he had in the house and in the field. Just add to that, whatever you do, your workplaces, wherever you are situated in, God can bless that where you are. You might not think that. You might think, oh, I'm just going to this group, or I'm just going to my day-to-day job. But you invite God into that situation, into those, where those relationships are. God can bless that abundantly. So it was from that time that he had made him overseer of his house, and that had that the Lord blessed the Egyptians' house for Joseph's sake. Thus he left all that he had in Joseph's hand, and he did not know what he had except for bread, which he ate. Now Joseph was handsome in form and appearance. Ah, another thing we both have in common. Right. And it came to pass after these things that his master's wife cast longing eyes on Joseph, and she said, lie with me. But he refused and said to his master's wife, look, my master does not know what is with me in, this, in the house, and he has committed all that he has to my hand. There is no one greater in this house than I, nor has he kept back anything from me but you, because you are his wife. How then can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? So it was, as she spoke to Joseph day by day, that he did not heed her to lie with her or to be with her. But it happened about this time when Joseph went into the house to do his work, and none of the men of the house was inside, that she caught him by his garment, saying, lie with me. But he left his garment in her hand and fled around outside. Whenever we find ourselves in temptation and we're coming against things that are creeping up, we have to flee. We have to flee from it like Joseph did here. And that's what he says, doesn't he, in his words elsewhere as well. And so it was when she saw that he had left his garment in her hand and fled outside that she called them to the men of her house and spoke to them, saying, See, he has brought in us a Hebrew to mock us. And he came in to lie with me and cried out with a loud voice. And it happened. When I heard that I lifted my voice and cried out, that he left his garment with me and fled and went outside. So she kept his garment with her until 
his master came home. Then she spoke to him with words like these, saying, The Hebrew servant whom you brought to us came in to me to mock me. So it happened as I lifted my voice and cried out that he left his garment and fled outside. So it was when his master heard the words which his wife spoke to him, saying, Your servant did to me after this manner, that his anger was aroused. Then Joseph's master took him and put him into prison, a place where the king's prisoners were confined. And he was there in prison, but the Lord was with Joseph and showed him mercy and gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. And the keeper of the prison committed to Joseph's hand all the prisoners who were in prison. Whatever they did there, it was his doing. The keeper of the prison did not look into anything that was under Joseph's authority. Because the Lord was with him, and whatever he did, the Lord made it prosper. Bit of a long one there, but yes. So we find Joseph here in a bad place at the beginning. He found favor through Potiphar and his household. However, just as things are improving for Joseph, he was tempted and harassed by his master's wife, leading him to sent into prison under false convictions. Sometimes our circumstances are out of our control. Even when we stay faithful and we can think, come on, where are you, God? Where are you in this? Why is this happening to me? And doubt starts to creep in. As we're going through our day-to-day lives, there is all sorts trying to pull us away from God and make us slip up, breaking our devotions and practices of righteousness. Let us not trust any sweeter frames we are presented with, like Joseph here. And we're reminded, aren't we, as the flesh is weak, but the spirit is willing. He was faithful, and yet was still found himself in worse places once again. As it goes on later, would last for two years in prison. What was going through Joseph's mind, I wonder? He must have struggled and broke at moments while in prison, questioning God in times of desperation. Do you know that from the time Joseph became a slave to explaining Pharaoh's dreams that 13 years had passed? I don't think I could do that. I don't think I, I'd think I'd would break, and I'm sure he would at times, and he did probably. We All we have is what scripture what is given to us. And I thank the Lord we have, because what did Joseph have? He had God. He, had, he was close to God. He, he stayed with him, didn't he? I don't know if my faith could withstand the level of conflict and opposition. I think many of you are going through storms currently. Years, maybe. Maybe you've had that. this. What I would say to you would be to cling to God like Joseph did during his path. He found himself on. Keep your guards up. Don't do what I've done. Lower your guards down because you think, oh, you know, it's fine. We've got the wind behind my sails. It's fine. I've just come out of something. No, keep your guards up. Because from the lion that seeks to devour, rob and steal and destroy. Continually seek your father in heaven and wise counsel. Not everyone around us is always good for us. You know? It's hard. It's a hard pill to swallow that because as many people I have come to know and love and maybe not necessarily wise counsel for me. And people have told me that through the church and other churches I've been when, when growing up as a young Christian. 
wearing the full armour of God, then you will be firmly planted like a tree. Without these instructions implemented, we will be unprepared, defenceless against spiritual attack in our deepest valleys. So just as David says in the beginning of Psalms 1, 3 to 4, if you could all turn to that. So he says, he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither. And whatever he does, he, whatever he does shall prosper. So, David, that's a different kind of path, which hopefully we will look down the line, maybe as a series, this. I love this verse, as I find it such a comfort for when I'm doing anything. And I do it unto the Lord. And that's how I found recently at work. God was with me when I was started this, at this place. And he put people, position people. There's a, there's, a, there's a Christian on the line who I work with, and I thought he was there for me, and vice versa, I've found. So as you read earlier, in Genesis 39, 3, if I'll just go back to that, I think. So in Genesis 39, verse 3, just linking that, he said, and his master saw that the Lord was with him and that the Lord made all he did to prosper in his hand. So again, we're seeing God prospering Joseph. And as he says in the beginning of Psalms, and 21 to 23, as we read earlier later on, he says, but the Lord was with Joseph and showed him mercy and gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. And the keeper of the prison committed to Joseph's hand all the prisoners who were in the prison. Whatever they did there, it was his doing. The keeper of the prison did not look into anything that was under Joseph's authority because the Lord was with him and whatever he did, the Lord made it prosper. So again, we're seeing there, Joseph must have did what we as Christians have to do. We have to, what I said earlier, we have to put our defenses up. We have to put a guard up. Joseph must have sought God out in the time of his prison to stay, to maintain that which he needed to lean on. And that was him, to stay sane. I've, I would have crumbled. I think many of us would in that position. But Joseph didn't. And he, of course, interpreted dreams later on. Now, I've got another scripture here, Matthew 6.33. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. So there, already echoing what I'm trying to say earlier, this is what Joseph must have done. He sought God first. Now, Joseph would have had a lot less than what we have now. We are blessed to have this, and Christ as well, more so Though Joseph was limited to what he had with him, he must have leaned on God's understanding, not his own, especially when it came to discerning the dreams that was given by the baker and the cupbearer. Therefore, having a close relationship with God, even though he was faced with such back-and-forth circumstances, he gave it all unto God, entrusting him with the safety of his life and much more. We know Joseph held out, not giving out 
And later, God's path made Joseph a ruler and a governor over Egypt, prospering his family and generations to come. Now, I'm getting to a close now, but I want to encourage you with this message this morning. Because I know there's a lot of things going on with people's individuals, there's the church, there's the body, and there may be a you online as well. I want to encourage you, those of you who are going through those battles and say this, he will never leave you nor forsake you. He didn't leave Joseph, he didn't leave Moses, he didn't leave many others, and he won't leave you now. God is not finished with you, and he has plans to prosper you. He knows what you are going through as individuals, as one church body. He has not forgotten your hurts, pains, sacrifices you have made. Do not cut off your family in Christ. Don't. Don't do it. I've done it before. I've got the badge. Don't do it. Or keep God at a distance. Because in the end, what good will that do for you? Yes, you will get your feet wet, like I did literally and metaphorically speaking. And we will continue to get our feet wet, unfortunately, on this journey before we get to the gate. We get to the end, the finish line, like Chris usually says. So take heart, for he has overcome the world, friends. And God bless. Thank you. Yes.